Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This is the broadcast for January the 27th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This, my fellow Americans, is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live, our goal to promote God, family, country, to protect life, liberty, and property, to use the checks and balances, to use the supreme law of the land, to reject revolution and stand for peaceful restoration. What more do you want? Liberty Roundtable Live, ladies and gentlemen. I am Sam Bushman. Man, I got a quick recap of yesterday's broadcast. We talked about Biden to keep Ray as FBI director. What a shame. Why would he do that? We talked about Senate confirms Janet Yellen as Secretary of the Treasury. Anthony Fauci was one of the highest paid. He gets $417,000, the top paid doctor in the administration. He stays from Trump to Joe. Why are all the swamp monsters that are in key positions staying? You might ask yourself, ladies and gentlemen. Biden overturns. Transgender troop ban now funding gender modification surgery, whatever you call that stuff. Um, it's really gender mutilation, but there you go. Funded by our tax dollars, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Joe. I guess the military arm, uh, or a military arm, I should say, of the intelligence community now buys commercially available databases spying on you and I via our cell phone data on where we've been. Unconstitutionally, without a warrant. Somebody needs to go to jail. Dominion sues Giuliani for $1.3 billion, alleging defamation. Well, hopefully uh, Giuliani's a better lawyer for himself than he is for the Donald, because otherwise it ain't going to go well for good old Rudy. Hour two at Liberty Roundtable Live yesterday, still available at libertyroundtable.com. Spread the word. We are proud to announce the formation of the Restore the Republic PAC, which will be dedicated to supporting candidates who will fight vigorously for our constitutional rights. I like that. Freedom of speech and the sacred right of free and fair elections, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Restore the Republic PAC founder, Sidney Powell. 80 million people, she continues, were disenfranchised. By the inauguration of president not elected by lawful votes, the Democrats abandoned their base. The Republicans betrayed theirs. Join this new endeavor founded by Sidney Powell, co-founded by Mike Lindell and Joe Flynn. RestoreTheRepublicPact.com coming soon. Found that fascinating. Good for them. Let's soldier on, ladies and gentlemen, for the sacred cause of liberty and integrity in the votes, shall we? By the way, that soldier on is a term to just keep at it, to be diligent, to have grit. It's not a violent term, soldier. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, the term can be used in different ways just for you educrats, okay? Top Trump advisor Jason Miller thinks the next step for former President Donald Trump is absolutely obvious. Western Journal with a piece. Trump has political plans for 2022, and he's ending his idea to create a third political party. Good luck reforming the Swamp Monster Republicans. The left wing and the right wing are both on the same ugly bird called collectivism. 
G. Edward Griffin with that piece. Awareness that communism, fascism, Nazism, left-wingism, right-wingism, and many other similar words simply cannot be defined to the satisfaction of all. That's because they're associated with very emotional words. It's based on the opinion of who's using them. All right? What do those words mean? Well, it depends on who uses them is what G. Edward Griffin is saying. And as a result, we'll never get to the bottom of this stuff, folks. We need to realize it's all collectivism. And I went on a rant about collectivism versus individualism. All right? We need to keep maintain our agency to choose as we will. And when that's lost, ladies and gentlemen, we are in trouble. Biden belligerently uses executive order, pushes government to buy American. You say, well, isn't that good, Sam? It all depends. If you, for the last 50 years, force businesses offshore, and then there's no infrastructure to run things at home, how are you going to force American? Okay, that's the problem. I'm for people choosing to buy American. And if we build a better mousetrap, then you know what? People will buy American in the free market of ideas and products and, well, the free market is a wonderful thing but you know what we've been outsourcing we can't even repatriate our own money ladies and gentlemen without massive belligerent out of control taxation all right the mayor of the south carolina town got in trouble because he had a vaccine line he was vaccinating everybody and the line was going smooth and all of a sudden a computer problem and the line went south and got stuck he had to call in the experts man so he went a hold they went ahead and got a hold of a chick-fil-a manager said come on in and help me learn how to make this line move Voila, the Chick-fil-A expertise got the vaccine jab line moving. Now, I'm not for the jab. I just find the story fascinating and good for Chick-fil-A. Where's the liberals to praise Chick-fil-A when justly deserved, I might say, huh? Senator Bernie Sanders. (laughs) I don't agree with that guy on anything, but this time I actually think you might have a point. Senator Bernie Sanders predicts the Democratic Party could be wiped out in the 22 elections. Time will tell. We'll keep an eye on that ball. Biden has brought back a White House tradition that is the tradition of daily press briefings. Jen Psaki to lead the efforts on that score. There you have it. That's a recap of yesterday's broadcast. Moving on, news the network refused to use today. Absolutely starts now. The good sheriff riding shotgun. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Well, thank you, Sam. It's great to be with you this beautiful Wednesday morning. Is it warm or is it cold down there in Phoenix, sir? Well, uh, last couple of days it was pretty cold. It's warming up today, about 64 today. Uh, that's not too bad, but, man, I was talking to somebody else the other day, and they're like, man, it's raining down here, and it's freezing cold, and it was like 40 degrees. But that, you know, for yeah. Phoenix, is really cold when it's raining. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, when I got home from Washington, uh, it felt like I didn't leave Washington. All right, well, if it was raining the other day and it's warming up today, that proves global warming is not true. All right, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's a lot to cover. Really quick, Senator Rand Paul makes a motion that the impeachment trial of President Trump is simply unconstitutional. Republicans, in their defense, voted overwhelmingly against moving forward. That's great news, but they say that means the first ever trial of a former president will begin February the 8th. Now, I want you to understand that it was 45 to 55. So you need 17 Republicans to go along with the Democrats because you have to have 67 to impeach in the Senate. Right. That means 17. Well, five Republicans, in my opinion, betrayed the base and the people 
and voted with the Democrats. That's why it was 55 to 45. The point is that 45 senators say we shouldn't even be continuing with this impeachment. Um, that's a whole lot more than the 17 they need. So the bottom line is Rand Paul's push for this unconstitutionality, kind of a litmus test through the motion, if you will. He wanted to put senators on record saying, are you for it or not, 45 or not, five or four. That really speaks volumes about the Republicans defending President Trump and admitting and realizing that this is unconstitutional. So if they got 45, they'll have an easy time getting 17. So Mark Meadows spoke out about this. President Trump's impeachment will be unsuccessful based on Tuesday's vote in the Senate, he says. If today's Senate vote is any sign, it's dead on arrival, Meadows tweeted. Good for the Republicans who stood up with the president. Uh, Amen on this, Sheriff. I think it is unconstitutional. All they can do is remove him from office and recommend criminal charges. Um, What they're really going for is trying to prevent the president from being able to run in 2024. Uh, This is a witch hunt, to say the least. They don't have the votes. Rand Paul proved it. Uh, But there's five betrayers in the midst, Sheriff. Well, uh, you know, Mitt Romney has always been a Democrat. Yes. a sheep in wolf's clothing, if you want to say that. But uh, no, I think he's. Uh, I think Mitt has been very plain about it. I don't view him as a, a traitor. All Lisa Murkowski from Alaska, she's not a traitor. All she's always been a Democrat. Uh, Susan Collins from Maine, pretty much always been a Democrat. Uh, and I think even Trump uh, supported her during her tough reelection in Maine. Didn't yep, he? sad but true. Yeah. Ben, ben Sass and Pat Toomey are the other two. But I submit to you they betrayed the base, and I'll tell you why. Yeah, they, they have. They might be Democrats, and I think all the Democrats betrayed America, too. Sure. Because, listen, no matter what you think, whether you like Trump or not, whether you're left-leaning or right-leaning Democrat or whatever else, in the end of the day, is there constitutional wording that says once somebody's already gone from office that you can impeach them? Now, this is the critical point. And I don't think that you uh, there is any statement anywhere And this is, by the way, the first president this has ever happened to, I might add, um, where, you know what, he's already gone from office. There's really nothing to do except for make a political one-sided statement, if you will. Yeah, and just like the other uh, impeachment of Trump, it was a sham. It was uh, an absolute uh, disgusting, uh, insidious uh, political move by the Democrats. They don't care. They don't care if they're 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 wasting the American people's time and money to do any of this. It's all about politics to them. Always has been. That's why you and I have said on this show numerous times that uh, it's the two party system uh, is destroying America uh, because it's all about us winning. It's not about principle. It's not about protection. It's oh, we want to take care of the American people. Oh, they've been so hurt by the COVID. And uh, they're out, they're unemployed, and they're hurting. You know, what a crock of crap from every one of them. Couldn't have said it better myself, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it. <laughs> All I can tell you is, you know what? We're keeping an eye on the ball. What's going to happen? We got a lot to break down just for you on the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live with the Good Sheriff Richard Max CSPOA dot org. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, 
The nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads, a divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. All right, ladies and gentlemen, back with you live. Sam Bushman, Richard Mack, CSPOA.org. I'm a lifetime member and highly recommend you become one as well. So anyway, this is a big old sham. Back on January the 13th, Sheriff, uh, the House voted 230, or I guess 232 to 197 on January 13th to impeach Trump again, charging him with a single article of incitement of insurrection. Now, the problem with an incitement of insurrection, um, I don't even know what the words mean because he's not charged with insurrection, Sheriff, just right. just incitement of. Right. And what is incitement of insurrection? Well, if you say to go to the U.S. Capitol peacefully and patriotically, then that's inciting a riot. Um, what about if you say, um, hey, uh, any Trump supporter, any right-wing-leaning person, if you see him in a restaurant, you see him anywhere in the country, uh, absolutely, you know what, run them out on a rail, uh, virtually speaking. Uh, don't let them just peacefully be there. Um, you know what, approach them, deal with them. Uh, we're not going to let them just freely run around anymore. The end of that is here. Well, your, your point is well taken. It's, it's absolutely correct, and that's why I think Trump should – uh, go over there and mount all this defense and bring up every single support of violence from from every Democrat, CNN, Don Lamont, uh, every one of them. Bring it up. Says this is what you guys have done, and now you're trying to charge me. And and he, I think he would. I think he should enjoy this because one, he knows he's not going to get convicted, and two, he can make this a big show to slap the Democrats. Uh, all over the place. 
this should be this should be fun for him because he has no way of losing anything. He's already lost the office, and now he's just going to be building his base and letting people see the hypocrisy firsthand in a na- internationally televised. Uh, uh, impeachment trial. He should. In fact, he should have stood up when he was president about this and said, you know what? This is unacceptable. By the way, incitement, just so you know the kind of historical reality on this, the word incitement was an offense under the common law in England and Wales. It consisted of, listen, persuading, encouraging, instigating, pressuring, or threatening so as to cause another to commit a crime, okay? What does incitement mean exactly, asks Fox News. Well, so here's the problem with it. It doesn't mean I have to do it. Right, but here's the problem with it. Let's say that I do encourage and da-da-da-da-da, and I do that. Um, It's all a thought police game here, and this is why I'm spending so much time on this and why it's a little bit scary. It's a thought police game. Did you hear the words I used? They escalated, right? Right. Persuading, encouraging, instigating, pressuring, or threatening. Okay, the words just get more harsh as you go with the definition. The problem is if I say, hey, peacefully run to the Capitol, fight for our rights, tell them they got to at least look into this uh, vote fraud thing, uh, get over there and get it done, people. Come on, fight for the right, do good. And then somebody goes over there. They're persuaded and they go over there. Uh, And then they don't commit a crime. And then I encourage a a word a little bit further, and they go over. Then I instigate. I, you know, say, hey, get over there. Let's go. I'll I'll meet you over there, man. Come on. Pressuring. Hey, get, hurry up. We got to do this. Then threatening. I don't know that there was a threat anywhere. But so as to cause another to commit a crime. Now, let's say, and this is kind of defense in my mind 101. Let's say that 10,000 people get that word. All right, let's say 100,000 people get that incitement word and and the push happens. And 100,000 people, well, let's say there's a million there. And out of the million, only 100,000, only 10% are persuaded to even go to the Capitol. 10% out of 100, or out of a million. 100,000, 90, or 900,000 don't go. So I've only persuaded, what's the word here? Incited. Encouraging, Encouraging, instigating, whatever. Okay, only 10% go. Now to that 10%, well, now there's 100,000 at the Capitol. Only a few hundred actually go kind of ballistic and do that. And then we dig in and find out that the few hundred that did that, most of those who went in really, I mean, they trespassed maybe. It's the people's house. I don't know that we're signs saying no trespassing or anything like that. But even so, uh, most of them didn't do any damage. And right now, I don't know if you know, but they have less than 100 arrests right now. Really? Okay, so we're what? <clears throat> How long into this thing? From the 6th to the 27th, so three weeks into this. So we've got uh, 100 arrests about. How many of those arrests will stick? How many will be convicted is another topic. Here's my point. You go from a million, let's say there was a million there, to 100,000 down to a few hundred, down to now they got less than 100 arrested, and they don't have any convictions yet as far as I know. And they don't have a single charge against President Donald Trump except for this one-line House impeachment. Right. I'm looking at this going, I don't see how you can even claim that's incitement, even if you stretch. If it was incitement, he's certainly not very good at encouraging, 
uh, or egging on or whatever other word you want to use along that, you know, the words get continually harsher to the point of threatening. Right. I don't see how you can get, if, if 10% even go to do the general, go to the Capitol and then only a few hundred and then, you know, what percent really did what? And you're going to get 99% did nothing of anything wrong. So he, what, incited by getting 1% to possibly maybe get convicted on, okay, all I'm telling you is this incitement idea has no reality. In fact, if he did do that, it didn't work. Right. Yeah. 90, 99.5% just wouldn't listen to him telling them to go riot inside the U.S. Capitol. So 90, 99% said, you know what, you encourage me to go over there, I will. But I, then, okay, encourage another to commit a crime. Threaten another to commit a crime. Well, right. how many crimes were committed? We don't even know yet. We know they've only got about 100 or so that they're even claiming committed a crime. And then how many of those can be attributed to uh, other causes? Like self like trying to make somebody uh, popular or whatever. You know, some of these people that dress up in certain ways and then right. take their photos and do the videos. They've got a pattern of this separate from Trump. They're trying to get attention. It isn't Trump at all. They would have done it if Trump said, you know what, go home and take a bubble bath. They would have went. <laughs> okay, and so all I'm telling you is how, how much can you attribute this? And what you get into, Sheriff, is the thought police. Sheriff, I know you were thinking about agitating people to possibly commit a crime. I know nobody really did, only a couple of wackos did. But where do we get the, I am not responsible for Adam's transgression idea? I'm only responsible for what I do. Uh, and I look at this and I go, you know, now if President Trump had agitated violence and said, I've got my gun, get yours too. Uh, I'm going to shoot, you know, somebody. Um, and you should, too. Now, by the way, don't take this out of context, you people on the radio. I'm giving you an example. If he were to threaten that kind of stuff, okay, I get it. But nothing like that was even said. He even used the words peacefully go to the Capitol. He yeah. used the word peacefully. He didn't use the other wording that I'm talking about at all. So I, I, I look at this, though, and I say, and here's the, the real reason to spend time on it. Number one, this thought police idea. Number two, this vagary that we're talking about. One article of incitement, but here's the problem. The House voted on it with literally no debate, no discussion, no evidence, and the House convicted, right? Right. Aren't they liable for some degree if they do that without evidence, without debate, without really even vetting the reality here and discussing it? When we don't even know how many people took action and the reasons they took action? Yeah, I mean, you can... Uh, false charges. I mean, he can sue him for that, and uh, I think Trump might even pursue that afterwards and uh, sue some of these Democrats and uh, have them get before the Supreme Court. You know that he can sue the people who knew darn well that there was no criminal charge here. Uh, so yeah, I I think Trump is in such a position. I'm just saying this is such a stretch. It is beyond imagination to literally bring the House to this, the Senate to this, spend the people's time, the people's money, da-da-da-da-da. And now here, in my opinion, is the kicker. How much of this, and this is something that ought to be brought up, and again, in a debate and in a trial, how much of this is because they hate Trump for exposing the swamp? In other words, hey, the swamp's committing (laughs) vote fraud, folks. And we know it's been happening for generations and decades and election cycle after election cycle. But now somebody dares to call a halt to the con game and speak out about the election fraud. And how dare you 
after we've let you be president for four years, how dare you expose the swamp? Is that what this is about? I think that has been all along. I think the Democrats were made to look bad by Donald Trump, by his existence of being honest, of him actually trying to change things there. They got really ticked and said, we got to get this guy or we're going to really look bad. Wow. Normally, they don't need Trump's help to look bad. Well, they sure got it. This one in spades. I'll tell you that right now. The good sheriff with us, ladies and gentlemen. Hang tight. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. we got an Arizona sheriff to talk about coming up on your radio. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Senator Rand Paul, the Republican from Kentucky, said that the President Trump impeachment trial is dead on arrival, as 45 senators voted that it is unconstitutional. The vote failed in the Senate 55-45 on Tuesday after five Republican senators voted with Democrats. Senators then put the trial on pause for two weeks, agreeing to delay any further debate until February 9th. A federal judge on Tuesday barred the United States government from enforcing a 100-day deportation on President Biden's immigration policy. U.S. District Judge Drew Tipton issued a temporary restraining order sought by Texas, which sued on Friday against a Department of Homeland Security memo that instructed immigration agencies to pause most deportations. Two people were killed in an hours-long hostage standoff at a medical center in Austin, Texas on Tuesday night. SWAT responded to the Children's Medical Group in downtown Austin about a person entering a facility with a gun. KVUE reported the suspect appears to be a doctor. USA Radio News. As Joe Biden becomes America's 46th president, so much is happening in Washington. And millions of Americans are turning to Newsmax, a news source they can trust. Newsmax is already America's fastest-growing cable news channel. And Newsmax.com is your place for breaking news online. So download the Newsmax app now on your smartphone and start watching Newsmax TV for free. The app has no paywall and gives real news you can trust. Watch great shows with Greg Kelly, Grant Stinchfield, Dick Morris, Michelle Malkin, Diamond and Silk, Mike Huckabee, Alan Dershowitz, Sean Spicer, and a lot more. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If you don't get Newsmax on cable, call your operator and tell them you want Newsmax. You can always switch to a new service that has Newsmax. Or watch Newsmax for free on Roku, YouTube, Apple TV, Zumo, TiVo Plus, Pluto, and smart TVs like Samsung and LG. Tune in today because Newsmax is real news for real people. Helping us understand the Trump impeachment process, USA Radio News' Tim Berg explains. The entire Senate sworn in as jurors ahead of the second impeachment trial of former President Donald Trump. All 100 members of the upper chamber taking the oath of office, including Vermont Senator Pat Leahy, who is a presiding officer over the trial. The trial set to begin February 8th. Regarding impeaching President Trump, Republican Senator from Louisiana John Kennedy tells Fox News. I know that common sense is illegal in Washington, D.C., but, but I think a fair-minded, rational person would ask Congress to vote to file a declaratory judgment action to ask the Supreme Court to rule on the constitutionality of impeaching a president who isn't president before we put the country through this. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. USA Radio News. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. 
All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So all I can tell you is that this is a sham. This is impeachment of the president. One article of impeachment without any evidence. Now, remember, Sheriff, they, they've been telling you that Trump, everything he does is without evidence, right? Yeah. They literally impeached the president for the second time in the House on one article of impeachment that's very vague indeed. And they did it without evidence, sir. Correct. And uh, they knew they uh, would not do so uh, from the get-go because they even said they wanted to hurry up and push this through. Didn't they try to hurry and push it through because he was still president at the time? And so they're even admitting right there that they know they can't go after a president who is a president. And, and so, yeah, the the only reason they I got an idea though. You ready, sheriff? Ready? Yeah, go. <clears throat> what if he is still president? Because there is election fraud, and they're going after a president. Oh. <laughs> so they're know. impeaching him to make sure he. He can't be president. Even, that, even if he could be president there, see? Yeah. Well, you know, I got to get this in, Sam. Do <laughs> you know what I want Trump to do? They said he's th- looking at something in 2022. Would Would you please get all your contacts to tell him that he needs to move to Utah and run against Mitt Romney? Oh, could you... Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Now tell me, Woo! Sam, would Trump have fun with that or what? Oh man! I mean, I would too. I would. Because, hold on, it. because the interesting thing is, Mitt Romney's a carpetbagger too. Yeah, he is. He's not from Utah, not even close. He's from Michigan and Massachusetts. Yeah, and boy, howdy, was the extreme there. And and I'm telling you, Sam, I think Donald Trump would have a wonderful time doing that. Ugh. Not only that, the question is, <laughs> isn't Mitt Romney up for election in 2022? I think so. I'd have to look. i, I got I got to check this out, but I think the answer to the question is yes. Yeah. But wow. They said he's looking for something in 2022. What, is he just going to go around and campaign for other Republicans or campaign against certain Republicans? He needs to go to Utah. And I think that would be a slam dunk victory for him, too. He has Trump. a real strong base in Utah. So, yes. Man, wouldn't that be wonderful? But I, I, regardless of what he does, I think this is such a, a, a wonderful opportunity for Trump just to have fun with every bit of this. Because he, he cannot be hurt, but boy, he can hurt a bunch of Democrats in this trial. Put it out there. Let it all be uh, advertised. Let the whole thing be transparent. And just over and over show Maxine Waters, as you alluded to earlier, and Hillary's request for uh, violence and her racist remarks. And uh, Oh, my gosh. He, Trump uh, should oh. move to Utah and run against Bit Romney, Yep, Richard Mack. Ladies and gentlemen, I wrote this down as the headline. We need to promote this man. Hashtag run against Romney. Yep. <laughs> wow. And, and the thing is, you think that Trump could win in Utah, though? People in Utah love President Trump, but people also, um, well, they say they love Mitt Romney, but I think the media lies because I don't think the people like Mitt Romney near like people believe from the media. I think Trump would beat Romney in Utah. Yeah, I think Romney has really hurt himself 
for being so anti-Trump. Well, and this impeachment thing, you know, proves that if we're going to really, you know, dig into Romney's past, Romney could be removed from the Senate even. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, talk about Romney care there a little bit. Yeah. Talk about guns with Romney a little bit. Yeah. Oh, man. And not only that, it would be a battle of the sons, too. Romney would bring his sons in for the, and Donald Trump would bring Donald Jr. and Eric and Ivanka, and everybody would roll into the state. You know, it could be tremendous. Yeah. Wow. But, uh, tell Romney to move to, I mean, tell, uh, yeah, tell Romney to move out, but tell uh, President Trump to move to, oh, say, I don't know, Park City, somewhere right outside Salt Lake City, or. <laughs> Uh, anyway. All right. Uh, I, I love the idea. We'll talk about it more over the next <laughs> several days for sure. And we'll see. Maybe the answer is to call Mark Meadows. Say, Mark, can you get a hold of Don and, you know, work on this. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, there's an Arizona sheriff. His name is Mark Danels. Is that how you say it? Mark Danels. Danels. All right. Yeah. He says Biden's plan to end construction of a southern border wall is nothing but political theater that will compound security concerns along the southwest border of the United States, Sheriff. Yes, uh, he uh, was one of our speakers in uh, last October uh, at our conference in Arizona. So, yeah, he sure did. Well, actually, a year ago, sorry, a year and a half ago. Sorry. Yeah, time flies when you're having fun, sir. I know, so... Because uh, September we had the conference, in. so it was a year ago from our conference in uh, in Lynchburg. So yes, uh, he he's really solid on some uh, very strong principles regarding uh, Ill- illegal immigration. And he's uh, really right on the point that this is political theater on the border. This is playing oh, games, Lord. trying to mock Donald Trump. Yeah. And here's the problem that I have with it. I agree with the uh, sheriff of Arizona that, you know what? This is going to cause problems. He says compound security concerns at the border. But I would say this, though, creates a national security crisis. They can claim that it's not, sheriff. But when you open up the borders and you don't know who's coming in, this no, is not a know. joke. No, here, it's sir. documented that that has happened, Sam. It's it's documented that international terrorists have come through the southern border of, of the United States through Mexico. They they fly in to Guadalajara or any and other uh, places uh, a little bit further north in Mexico. They can fly into Mexico City. They can get a, a another flight to northern New Mexico. It doesn't matter. They can fly in to Mexico or Latin America, anywhere they want. There's no restrictions on them. And the cartels really have joined with the international terrorists uh, from the Middle East in making sure that they all get here into the United States. Uh, There are so many cartels now that have infiltrated the United States and so many cells of international terrorists from the Middle East uh, that they can't even keep track of all of them. Yeah, and here's the problem. Once they've done it, you won't even know until it's too late. So this uh, Sheriff Daniels went on Fox and Friends, mm-hmm. and they're talking about this executive order by President Don, uh, by you know, in my opinion, fraudulent, fraudulent President-elect Joe Biden. Right. And it repeals, this executive order by Joe repeals 
the declaration of a crisis on the southern border and effectively stopping construction of the border wall. And now you've got uh, a whole bunch of, um, oh, what do they call those groups that come up? Uh, the caravans? Yeah, caravan. Caravans are coming to the border right now saying, um, Joe, keep your promise, let us in. Yeah. <laughs> Big surprise there, huh? Yeah. You know, so uh, there's no question that uh, right then and there, uh, well, I've heard rumors, and I've seen it on the Internet a little bit, that uh, there's some Republican preparing impeachment proceedings against Biden. Well, that would be one, because if you could prove that uh, he knows that terrorists now can come into to, uh, America w- with his uh, lax uh, immigration policies, uh, isn't that treason? Isn't that aiding and abetting the enemy? Yeah, every American should be standing up on this, Daniels told Fox and Friends. Yeah, he's right. Okay. Um, Now, this is a crisis on the southern border that President Trump declared. Now we're going to stop the border construction of the border wall. Is this really um, an effort to get at Trump and putting national security at risk? All just to make Donald look bad? Daniels continues and says, this executive order, it's troublesome, it's hasty. We worked so well over the years, and why? We need a secure border is just common sense, the good sheriff says. Yeah, we're not trying to stop anybody. We're just trying to make sure that we are regulating who comes into America. That's it. And if, if people have legitimate uh, asylum requests or uh, need just want to come here to be with the other family or, or to seek a better life or to get a good job, all of that is allowed. But it, just to open the border and let all these caravans say, oh, uh, we get to be in your country now because Biden's president. No, ridiculous and absurd. So, yeah. Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution, the United States Congress is in charge of regulating immigration. I'd like to see them do it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is serious business, though. I submit to you it is a national security. But the problem is the Republicans don't go on the offensive, Sheriff. Yeah, no kidding. But I got an idea. We'll talk about it. Hang on. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels in maternity wards across the country 
and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies, in particular, are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still-industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. All right, the battle's on over the border, and I think that the Republicans need to go on offense big time. I think what we need to do is challenge the election for election fraud still. I'm glad Sidney Powell and others Restore the Republic PAC is going to move forward with that uh, effort, but they better get on it quick before it loses, quote, mojo in the media, if you will. But if you had Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood and, 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 and Matt Staver and everybody else pushing on that Restore the Republic PAC and digging into vote fraud, if you had Donald Trump move to Utah and challenge Mitt Romney, it would be the showdown like you haven't seen before. It would get media attention like you couldn't believe. President Trump also needs to launch, uh, in my opinion, investigations into these allegations that he caused or you know created a riot. There's just no evidence to that whatsoever. Even when you look at the numbers of people who breached the Capitol compared to the numbers of people who heard his message, it's not even close. So even if that was President Trump's intention, which the thought police would have to determine, uh, you're going to get nowhere in terms of proving that it worked. Okay, so Trump should move to Utah, run against Romney. These guys should push on the election fraud. And then we need to get Arizona sheriffs and, and people all across the country to double down on this national security concern at the border. Look, Joe Biden is trying to play games and mock Donald Trump over the border, but he's putting national security at risk, ladies and gentlemen. He really is. Okay, why we need the border, a secure border, is just common sense, says the good sheriff. I think anybody living in the southwest states, with rare exception, would agree with that. But now Donald Trump uh, can push even harder and say, not only was I defending America, not only has Joe Biden created a national security concern, but now U.S. District Judge Drew, Drew Tipton issued a temporary restraining order. Um on Tuesday that was sought by Texas. Um, I guess their goal here. Let me try to explain this. I guess Joe Biden put a hundred day um, deportation ban in place. So Texas sued the department of Homeland security DHS on Friday after the agency issued a memo that ordered immigration agencies to stop most deportations. Uh, the order, of course, barred any deportations except for when when the person was suspected of being a terrorist, da 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 da, da. It goes on. But the bottom line is, so Trump put a, um, you know, said, let's deport illegals, criminals, people who shouldn't be here. Let's deport them. And Biden right. came along and said, look, we're going to put a ban on that uh, for 100 days. Texas said, no, you're not, and sued Homeland Security. Now this judge, Drew 
tipped and stood with Texas against Biden. This is where you push hard, Sheriff. The courts are on our side now. The state of Texas, how many people are in Texas? Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, I don't, I don't know what percent of the state or the country, but million. over 10% of the country, right? Yeah. Okay, and, and now Texas is pushing back saying there was vote fraud and the courts shut them down. Now the courts side with Texas against Biden. This is something to push and push hard. Yeah, amen to that. Uh, and Texas, you and I have said before, is a key state when it comes to independence and pushing uh, their state sovereignty. Uh, and, yeah, I think if something happens with uh, vote fraud, Texas is a good place to start. And first of all, there really needs to be an investigation. And uh, did you hear, uh, see any of that interview between George Stephanopoulos and Rand Paul? I didn't see it, but I heard about it. Rand Paul ate him alive. Uh, actually, I take issue with that. Really? I think Rand Paul... Uh, gave it too much milk toast and didn't really uh, go for the jugular on uh, Stephanopoulos. Because Stephanopoulos came out several times and told him three different names of Republicans that said there was no vote, no evidence. In fact, he quoted Barr. Attorney General of the United States said there was no evidence of voter fraud. And that you keep going, and, and of course, Rand says, of course, anybody who thinks there was, you're just automatically calling them a liar. He says, all I'm saying is it needs to be looked at and investigated, and you're saying I'm a liar because uh, I want to investigate it. So the big thing there was to simply say to George Stephanopoulos, in fact, I want to do it. I want to be interviewed by that guy <clears throat> because I'll tell him the same thing. I'm a former detective former sheriff, 20 years in law enforcement. You're going to tell me there's no evidence of something. Show me the attorney general's report. Have that in your hand the next time you and I talk about this. Show me the investigation conducted by the attorney general so he could draw the conclusion there is no evidence of voter fraud. Because you can't do it. You want to know why? Because he, he lied. didn't do it. He didn't do it. Right. He lied. He doesn't know that, and not and George, you don't know that there was voter fraud. You want to know why? Because nobody investigated it, and all the courts turned down the request to investigate. Yeah, they all jettisoned it on, you know what, you don't have standing or some other technicality. None of right. them really took the evidence and the details. I agree and, with that, and I think Rand should have pressed harder on that, on that for there, sure. There's still one other point, though, on that, that he should have hit him. And, and Rand should have told him. And I think Rand did okay, but I think Rand should have taken it to the next level with that part, with there's no investigation, and yet you keep quoting people acting like they did an investigation, and you actually know, George, that that's a lie. Next one, wouldn't it be prudent and beneficial to the American people to audit and uh, verify every computerized voting tally in this country? How do we know? I mean, nobody, you're trying to say that nobody knows that computers are hacked regularly in this country? Even the Pentagon had their computers hacked. Now you want to come out to the American people that if you ever ask for an audit or an investigation on any of these computerized tallies, that you're a right-wing kook, that you're a Trump supporter, and 
and that uh, you're kind of committing treason, suggesting that our that our uh, voting in America is a fraud. There is no government purpose whatsoever with computerized tallies for votes. That does not provide any benefit to the American people. None. So why wouldn't it be prudent for Democrats and Republicans to call for verification of votes every two years? Or maybe every year for the states, because there's some sort of election just about every year. Wouldn't that be the right thing to do for the American people so that they would have trust in the veracity and integrity of the voting in this country? There's where Rand would have kicked butt in that whole uh, conversation with George Stephanopoulos, the liar for the left. And I would still like to get on with him. And uh, I, Wall Street Journal called me yesterday, and I told him, I said, hey, get me on with George Stephanopoulos. I'll do anything you want, but get me on with George Stephanopoulos, because that guy's a liar, and he got away with way too much. And I thought Rand let him get away with too much. Well, and I have not seen the clip. I haven't had time to watch it, but I know a lot of people are saying that, you know, hey, he cleaned up with Stephanopoulos. And I no, agree I, with, I thought, I agree I thought with it was points. 50-50. I, I, I didn't really think Rand did that well. And he did okay, but he didn't. He didn't take it to the next level, and I'm I'm really surprised Rand wasn't more prepared to really nail him to the wall. I think Rand's a wonderful person, Sheriff, but I, uh, you know, really believe for the most part um, that Rand doesn't take on the hard stuff. Uh, no, he'll stand uh, up on it, occasion, but he won't really stand up on most things. Um, I mean, he'll make a few good points. He'll, you know, really rip in the Senate or whenever, when he can. But there's a lot of things that I think that he should be taking on. For example, why isn't he speaking out, standing with his Arizona sheriff right now? All right, why isn't he standing up, speaking about Texas, going, yeah, Texas, you know what, you've got to sue the Trump administration, I mean, the Biden administration over this. Look, right. Biden lost this temporary ban that thing that he was trying to do. All right, now YouTube announced that it has suspended Rudy Giuliani. From the video platforms, advertising revenue sharing programs saying he's peddling <laughs> fake news. Oh, my gosh. Okay, oh, now Mike guys. Lindell, the pillow company guy. Yeah, they nailed him. Uh, the CEO of MyPillow had his Twitter account suspended Monday evening without even really an explanation why. See, I think um, we need to get Donald Trump to put some mojo in with Dennis Prager to really sue these people. Nothing seems to progress here, Sheriff. Against well, big tech, yeah, very true. And and now uh, Mike Lindell's got money. Trump has money. I mean, they could really back the Dennis Prager and some of us that are suing uh, yeah. big time, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right now, check this out. They got to leave no stone unturned. You got to attack everybody about everything, Sheriff. If you're the Democrats, they're just on a uh, what do they call that? A scorched earth campaign kind of an idea, right? Yeah. Well, check this out. Former Donald Trump advisor Kellyanne Conway is now being accused of sharing a nude photo of, his, of her daughter on Twitter. I saw that. She claims she was hacked. <laughs> now, we got a few problems with this whole discussion. Um, I don't know why she would have a picture of her daughter nude in the first place. Right. I mean, I don't know any parent that has a picture of their children nude. Do you? No, I don't. I mean, I get I when you're know. a little kid in a diaper maybe or something like that. But, I mean, yeah, come but on. That, she's like 16. A grown woman and take a picture of your daughter. I don't, I don't get that. So I don't even know how the picture was taken or whatever. 
But I don't know that I believe that Kellyanne Conway would promote a picture of her teenage daughter uh, on a social media platform. I just something's wrong with this story. Yeah, maybe she's trying to get her a job as a model. Yeah, you know, I don't know. But uh, yeah, that looks pretty suspicious. It does. Well, and to me, I mean, I'm not saying it could never happen, but the timing is sure interesting. Attack everyone associated with Trump every time. Take them all down. Right. Because then anytime anybody says anything that defends Trump, you can go, oh, yeah, you're with the people that want new daughters on, on Twitter, aren't you? Sure. Well, she should blame her anti-Trump husband. Well, <laughs> anyway, I just find it very interesting. The timing is what makes me wonder the most about it. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're doing everything they can to destroy anything and everything connected with Donald Trump. And All right, National Labor Relations Board leader. I guess they asked him to leave. He refused to resign, so Joe fired him. Uh, his name is Peter Robb, and so Joe fired Peter Robb from the National um, Labor Relations Board. General Counsel Peter Robb after he refused to resign. That's interesting, too. So Joe is cleaning house for his agenda, which is something that Trump should have done but didn't get done. Uh, yeah, except for, uh, uh, oh, and his personal physician. Uh, he got rid of uh, Trump's personal physician. Yeah, and had it, hired his own doctor. That way he can go right. ahead and keep his health under wraps. You know what I'm talking about? Right. Got to not have any leaks on that there deal. Though. Right. And, and of course, keeping liberal liar Fauci kept him. And, and, and this is the one I really object to. The people who said, I was thinking about leaving because of Trump inciting the riot at the Capitol. I was thinking about it. And, and Burks was one of those. Oh, I was thinking, what does that mean? You don't have the guts of your conviction. You don't have any courage of your conviction. It means I was getting so much cash, and I love the fame and fortune, yeah. so I stayed there, but I was second-guessing myself yeah. the whole time. But trust me, I'm the doctor on the cocoa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Hour one of the can, hour two coming up. I got a little more news, but I want to spend more time talking about the Constitutional Sheriff's and Peace Officers Association. We got some cool stuff coming up we got to talk about. Yeah, man. And everybody needs to become a member and donate liberally today. CSPOA.org. Become a lifetime member. Hour one of the can with a good sheriff. Hour two coming up. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt continues now. This is Liberty Roundtable Live for January the 27th in the year of our Lord 2021. Our goal to carry forward hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, bring to your attention items of interest, stand for the sacred cause of liberty, reject tyranny, reject revolution, stand for peaceful restoration. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how to respond to some of this stuff. But as as president, they say, Joe Biden, concludes his first week in office, Recent polling data 
indicates the number of Americans who are satisfied with who are satisfied with the direction of the country is at an all-time low. It's at the lowest it's been than uh, more than a decade. A Gallup poll released on Tuesday found that just 11% of Americans are very or somewhat satisfied with the way things are going. (laughs) While 66% of Americans are very dissatisfied. It's only marginally higher than the all-time low at 2008. Now, Barack was in office in 2008 there, folks. So interestingly enough, they want you to believe there was a mandate for the people. Uh, Sheriff, for Joe Biden, like they did Obama, but none of it's true and the people aren't happy. They're going, hey, things are running off the rails, man. Do you want to respond? Well, Sam, Biden had very little public support from the get-go. The polls looked like uh, he had some and was a little bit ahead of uh, Trump and especially battleground states and, and states like New York and California, he was way ahead. But there was still very little support. Where could you see that? Anytime he went out in the public when he had the courage to finally get out of his basement, uh, and anytime he was in public, he had nobody, nobody was engaged. Uh, He had probably in the history of America the smallest crowds at any political rally in the history of our country. Okay? And so where was all this support from? Well, it was not support ever. It was anti-Trump votes even even if you took the polls uh for what they were you know at their face value he had no support it was just anti-trump voting we don't care who we get in here because even now they're still saying it that when when a reporter called or that one lady that wrote the article about cspoa and how dangerous we are, and and the sheriff, constitutional sheriff movement, how dangerous that is, you know, because these people do believe our Constitution is dangerous. They don't believe in liberty. They believe liberty and individual liberty and self-governance are all dangerous. So, of course, they're going to go against that. But they're they're making fun of the sheriffs of this country because 90% of them are white. Man, what do you think Joe Biden was? Okay, he was the oldest president ever. The Democrats. Well, you know Joe Biden's a white nationalist, white. right? Well, of course. And and, and the reason put, why is he's promoting America first, and so he's a nationalist because he wants to have us buy American, and he's a white guy, so he's a white nationalist. They blame right. that on Donald, but that's that's really Joe, right? Right, it is. And and the Democrats look at who they had a chance to put in. They had a chance to put in a, a homosexual from Indiana. They rejected him. They had a chance to put in a woman from, uh, I think, was it Minnesota, Klobuchar? Well, several women. Yes, of course. But then they had the chance to put in a multiracial or a biracial woman from California. And they totally rejected her. And she was more than willing to join the candidacy of the guy she said was a felonious uh, sexual assaulter. And so... she believed the lady that came out against Biden saying that he sexually assaulted her. Well, she claimed that she believed it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but yeah. that's when she was running against him. And and so, no, uh, 
Uh, Kamala Harris at about 7%, and then she waves to all the crowds. They have hardly any crowds anyway. And her her forcing her way to the limelight like that is really funny how she's enjoying that. And, you oh, look at me. I'm so popular and everything. You never were. Biden never was. And if they won this, it was only because the anti-Trump vote. So now you're seeing the polls showing that there's not much support for Biden because there never was. <laughs> so, And the mainstream press not really talking about this Gallup poll much. But here's what I want to really do. I want to give people a little bit of hope. You know, if people are very or somewhat dissatisfied with the way the country is going. Let me just tell you this, though. And, and this is something really important to understand. You know, we talk about God, family, country on this radio program all the time. And, you know, when you look to your God, things look bright soon. And when you look to your family and you look in the eyes of your children and the eyes of your spouse or whatever else, you go, you know what? There's a lot of good here and a lot of hope. And the reality is that, you know what? The country is just a mirror of the family. And so if we want to make the country strongest, to turn to God and family. Um, Now, I understand we need to, you know, uh, back the supreme law of the land and and stand for the sacred cause and and understand the principles. And, you know, we got a lot of work to do in our country. But I'm kind of giving you the core. All knowledge isn't equal. The knowledge that God lives is more important than to know that Joe Biden's a goofball, for instance. All right, so what I'm getting at is if we look at God and family, you know what? Each person can do their part, do their cause, self-govern, turn to God, repent, turn to family and loved ones and teach the correct principles of self-governance based on the Ten Commandments. And you know what? If we enough of us did that, the country would take care of itself. So I guess what I'm saying to you, ladies and gentlemen, is courage is contagious. Please take courage. I know that the pollsters want to just run around and tell you how bad it is. And I get the country feels like it's running off the rails. I get that. I also get that there's a lot of hope in this country. And there's a lot of people doing a lot of good things that are tremendous, Sheriff. And you don't hear much about them. Yeah, and I, I think we do need to come home with uh, to what you said and, and stay grounded in the principles that uh, this country was only meant our Constitution was only meant for religious people and moral and religious people, and and I think that's vital to all of this. And uh, man, oh man, uh, if there was ever a time uh, we needed uh, God's help <laughs> with uh, healing our land and healing our hearts, it's now. Now, the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association has been promoting your book, The County Sheriff, America's Last Hope, for the last couple of years now. And what's funny is sheriffs kind of in the past just kind of went, ah, you know, I just do my job, whatever. And But now Americans and sheriffs and other people are kind of seeing what's going on in the country. And they're so dissatisfied, they're going, wait a minute, there's more to this, the county sheriff, America's last hope, than we thought. There's more to... And, and so we're working with people all across the country, citizens, just the American people, and sheriffs to make a difference. And we got an event coming up uh, on Friday. We'll be live at Haven's Garden Restaurant in Minnesota, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And we're going to uh, eat and broadcast live and speak and everything else at that event and promote this idea, the County Sheriff America's Last Hope, um, as the cornerstone of, of, of our efforts to try to make things better to try to improve things, and the people have a role to play. Now, Larvita, a black lady, she's a Trump supporter, uh, has a restaurant the government wants to shut down, 
And the county basically took her license. Then they gave it back. Now the state's going against her. And we've got to let people know, look, she can't shut down. She's got her four daughters to support, Sheriff. And this is something that we really need to stand up on. Well, yeah, you had you uh, you had Larvita on your show, uh, and what a tremendous lady! Man, oh man, is she constitutional? She knows the Constitution inside and out, and I can't wait to meet her and her daughters. Uh, but she's also part of that group that uh, Trump, uh, not Trump, Biden said, "If you're not for me, you ain't black, man." And so uh, I, I wonder what she thinks about that comment. But the thing of it is, it's okay to be black and uphold and defend and stand for the Constitution and stand for your own God-given rights to run your own business and to pursue your happiness, to pursue the pursuit of happiness <laughs> that, that is supposed to be guaranteed in the foundation. Hey, Sheriff, if I shut country. down your restaurant and pre- prevent you from making a living, do you think my satisfaction with the country might go down? You would think. Or, or do you think I'm just going to be like, oh, this is great? <laughs> yeah. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, I don't mean to be rude, but and, and they say it's because of the pandemic. I don't think it's because of the pandemic. I think it's because of the government's belligerent response uh, to an illness that's going on that I don't even think rises to the level of pandemic, Sheriff. No, it, it didn't and doesn't. And, uh, again, we don't know the truth there. Boy, we need some auditing on all of that. Uh, but there's a, a J.D. Ball out here in Arizona that is suing the Arizona Department of Health because he can't get them to give him uh, proof of their numbers. So where did you get all these numbers of of death and and uh, the rate of uh, people contracting the coronavirus. Well, they're fighting him. They won't give it to him. It's a state agency that is supposed to be able to, to do that. In fact, they're required by law to do that. Can't you just file a FOIA request and get her done? Yeah, he already did that. And they just said no can do? Yeah, so now he's doing them. Well, there you go. See, this is what I mean by, I think, and I mentioned this last hour, I think the Republicans need to go on the offensive. We got a lot of lawsuits to file. We got a lot of things to challenge. We got a lot of people to challenge. Uh, you know what? 2022, baby. Maybe it's meant yeah, for Robbie, you. You're in trouble. Well, he's only in trouble if somebody runs against him serious. Yeah. He Me could be Trump. if Donald Trump moved up there now. All right, hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live. Sam Bushman, Richard Mack on your radio. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The Strategy of Heaven Revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205 672 2000. 
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. on the air, sir. What's your name? Hold on, David. Stay right there, sir. We'll put you on the radio. Hold on just a second, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we're putting up David, ladies and gentlemen. David wants to dial in. Hi, David. You're live on the radio, sir, with Sam Bushman and Richard Mack. How are you, sir? Hi, I'm fine. Do you have a comment or a question? Uh, yes. I uh, heard you talk about somebody in Michigan, uh, a business that closed down. Who are you? We're actually uh, talking about a, a lady in Minnesota, not Michigan, and her name is oh. Larvita McFarkler. And Larvita has a restaurant called Haven's Garden Restaurant. And uh, uh, she is a black lady, a wonderful lady, a Trump supporter. Uh, and, you know, I know she's not allowed to be black and be a Trump supporter, but she is both those things. Uh, she's a dear friend. And uh, myself and Richard Mack will be going to her uh, location in Minnesota. Uh, and we will be broadcasting live from there and speaking uh, at a restaurant, speaking with the sheriff and other public officials uh, as well uh, to try to stop the state and the county from taking away uh, her license and shutting down a restaurant. The county took away her license and then gave it back. But now the state, uh, for some reason, uh, is trying to shut her down again, threatening her with arrest and threatening her to take or threatening to take her license away. Uh, her name is um, Larvita, and she's got four daughters that she's trying to support. And she simply says, I can't shut down or I can't feed my family. Um, that's what we're talking about, sir. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I heard you were talking about Michigan and uh, our, our governor, uh, Whitmer. She got shut down by the uh, uh, Michigan Supreme Court. She's still trying to attack these restaurants and businesses, and she has no authority to do it. Agreed. In, in fact, Darleaf, uh, isn't he a Michigan sheriff, Mac? Yes, 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 in uh, in Barry County. Yeah. All right. So Sheriff Darleaf, for example, has spoken out boldly about this as well, uh, and the people that got arrested for supposedly trying to, um, you know, kidnap uh, the the governor and stuff like that. It turns out they weren't trying to kidnap her at all. They were actually trying to perform a citizen's arrest on the governor for her crimes and misdemeanors, for her high crimes and misdemeanors uh, about this uh, illegal unauthorized shutdown that seems to be taking place. Uh, the bottom line, though, is the swamp's so deep. Darleaf speaking out, doing a great job. Uh, we commend him for his work, but you guys got a battle in Michigan, I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, the, uh, they've tried to. Uh, that makes good news up here, you know what I mean? Uh, Unfortunately, to have, yes, sir. Yeah, trying to, trying to uh, get rid of Darleaf, but he got reelected. 
so the people are on to it. Yeah, the people are, and I commend them. I commend all you yeah. folks for supporting Darleaf. He's a, a gentleman. Uh, he's an honorable yeah. oath keeper. Uh, when I say oath keeper, meaning he keeps his oath of office, I'm not saying he's part of the oath keepers. Uh, but anyway, we, we love those kind of people. Do you want to respond, Sheriff? Mac? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad David called and, and uh, brought up Michigan because it's also showing a, a lawless governor who won't even go by the Supreme Court's edicts where she lost. Uh, and yet she expects everybody to obey her orders about uh, health stuff that she knows nothing about, uh, where she's just falling in line with the national Democrat uh, dictators. And and so, yeah, uh, Darleaf standing there and a few other sheriffs there standing with, with uh, Darleaf and, and the Constitution. And we're really proud of those sheriffs who uh, take their oath of office seriously, just like uh, Sam pointed out. And uh, keeping your word and keeping your oath is vital in this entire process. Now, David, one other thing to note about this, Darleaf uh, literally pointed out the law. The, the mainstream press tried to really attack Dar over this, saying, well, you actually you know, had some of these uh, people with you or you were with them at some point or whatever else. And Darleaf said, look, number one, I'm a public figure, so I'm with all kinds of people that, I'm, that I don't necessarily even know what they believe, much less endorse them, first of all. Uh, but secondly, and more importantly, there is legality for citizens' arrests when justified. Uh, and so, you know what? Um, these people were acting according to the law, and those who stopped them are, are acting against the law at this point. A very interesting point um, brought home by Darleaf. Yeah, he, he's one of our top constitutional sheriffs in the country. Uh, we uh, will be seeing him at our event, our conference in uh, just outside Houston in Montgomery County on February 26th and 27th. So we're, uh, just as I promised and just as we promised, I should say we, not I, but we at the CSPA promised that we were going to do more conferences all across the country because every time we do, we get a, a real strong bump in constitutional sheriffs taking action. And so we just want to keep that bump going bigger and stronger. And so that's exactly what we're doing. And, uh, man, I can't wait to do it. I can't. Hey, man, we're going to talk more about that in just a second. David, did you have a, uh, a final comment? No, they they just uh, attacked Dar because he showed up on the same stage with some of these guys and right. went to the same meetings. He had no idea who these people were. Right, you know, nor, still, nor does he uh, need to. And this is the problem. The mainstream right. press is trying to get a dig in. They know that. They know yeah. as, as um, famous people, they get their photos taken with a gazillion people they don't even know, too. And, and so they know right. that it's a bogus charge. They know that because they live it. I know that because I live it. Okay, they, they dishonestly, there was two events in Oregon, the peaceful rally to support the Hammonds, and then the takeover of the Mount Here Wildlife Refuge. I was involved in the peaceful event. I was not involved in the takeover of the refuge. They literally took my picture from the peaceful event and put it on the takeover of the refuge story as if I was involved. They blatantly lied. And this is the example yeah. of they'll use anything they can, sir. Yes, yeah, this is a problem in this country. Okay, well, we appreciate you, you, sir. Thanks so much. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to be kind of clear. When David called, I was a little bit short with him. And I don't mean to be short with anybody. I love y'all and I'm grateful for you calling in and your comments are valuable and necessary. And the reason I'm a little bit short is because I'm trying to run the board. I'm trying to put the guest up. I'm trying to call the guests. I'm trying to take the show notes. I'm literally, literally all by myself. And so when you call in, I love for your calls. 
but when you call in, you got to have your, you know, you got to say, hey, I'm I'm David from Michigan. I want to, you know, talk on the radio to Sheriff Mack or whatever. When you call in and you're not acquainted with the topic that we're discussing, or when you call and I got to have a five minute conversation with you off the air before I put you on the air, I just can't do that while I'm on the radio. And so, you know, right at the end of the break there, David called and I'm like, where are you calling from? What, you know, um, what do you need? And he didn't sound like he was sure about, you know, what was happening. Anyway, I wanted to put him on the radio, but I, I want everybody to know, I don't mean to be short with anybody, but I need people to call in and be clear. You know what? I'm so-and-so from whatever state. I don't need an, any personal information about you. What we need is a polite way to refer to you. And it's nice to know kind of where you're calling from because the conversation uh, can do very well there. For example, when you say you're from Michigan, I can bring up Darleaf. If you say you're from Minnesota, I can bring up that we're uh, literally going to Minnesota um, and going to be live in Minnesota on Friday. When you bring up that you're from Texas, I can say, hey, we're coming to Texas, man, February 26th and 27th. We'll tell you all about it. When you're calling from California, I can say you ought to move out of there. If you're calling from Utah, I should say you should help Richard Mack with a campaign to bring Donald Trump to Utah to run against Mitt Romney. Okay, so when, when we know what state you're from, we can do <laughs> we can do a lot of good with a little bit of knowledge. We don't want to personally identify you. That's not the point. And then we want to call you a name. And we don't even care if it's your real name or not. We just need a polite way to refer to you. I don't want to say, hey, caller, you're on the air. It just sounds like low budget, right? doesn't sound professional. If I say, David from Michigan, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. You're on the radio with good sheriff Richard Mack. Welcome. Then that, you know what? That's a whole different delivery. And that's what we're trying to achieve. I only explain all this because I'm all by myself, though. So I've literally got to take the notes, turn up the microphones, put Richard Mack on the air, take the phone calls. So when you call in, please just be clear. And hey, I either want to go on the radio or not. Uh, and uh, you know what? Call during the breaks the best you can. Or, you know, when my guest is talking, I'm glad to pick up the phone and say, and if you say, hey, I'm Larry from Wyoming and I'd like to go on the radio and talk to Richard Mack. Boom. We can put you on quick. Uh, we just need our audience to be kind of educated of how it works in a way that can help me help you. Right. My goal is to put you on the air, make you look professional, bring your comments and thoughts forward. The American people are the genius uh, of this country. And so I never want to stop a good thought from coming forward. And David pointed out some tremendous uh, information about what's going on in Michigan and about how they have no authority. He's right on the point. And uh, Americans are waking up, Sheriff, big time. David proves the point. Yeah, they are. They are waking up. And uh, I don't know if you saw the headline just real quickly. It's it's related to what we're doing tomorrow and the next day uh, in Minnesota, uh, a uh, Carlsbad, California, now has a bunch of people, uh, business owners, who are saying, nope, no more for us. We've had it, and we're not taking it anymore. Uh, in fact, I'm reading right now, a different, more local revolt began last weekend in Carlsbad, California, a town just north of San Diego. It's restaurant and bar owners, exactly what we're doing in Minnesota, talking with a bar owner and a restaurant owner, two different ones, decided they weren't going to take it anymore. They're no longer going to allow witless politicians to destroy what they've worked so long to build. They're going to open their businesses to eager customers. Wow, way to go, Carlsbad. Amen. uh, And by the uh, way, Sheriff, this relates to the whole push to literally uh, recall Governor Newsom as well. Yeah. Governor Newsom and the whacked out Whitmer in Michigan and all that. These liberal governors are in serious trouble as the people stand for their sacred God-given rights. The good sheriff Richard back with us. Call me 866-986-NEWS. Your daily Liberty Newswire. 
You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. A plainclothes NYPD cop investigating a previous shooting was shot while chasing a man in the Bronx on Tuesday night. The 31-year-old male officer with the department's gun violence suppression unit was struck in the back below his vest and is in stable condition. A suspect was taken into custody. The United States will accelerate the delivery of COVID-19 vaccines across the country. President Joe Biden announced on Tuesday his administration plans to buy 200 million more doses of the Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna vaccines. Biden said the pandemic will continue to worsen before it gets better. It's going to take months before we can get the majority of Americans vaccinated. End quote. The Senate on Tuesday confirmed Antony J. Blinken, a nation's 71st Secretary of State. Blinken is President Biden's longtime advisor and was voted in by a score of 78 to 22. USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I've been taking vitamins off and on my whole adult life, and I've never seen any change. Not like this, not since I've been on Balance of Nature. I used to take prescription medication for uh, muscle aches and stuff. I don't take that anymore. I wish I'd have started it back when I first heard about it on the radio. And if I can give Balance of Nature any advice, keep it out on the radio because I still hear these commercials from time to time. And I'm thinking, you know, you people need to listen up. I mean, I'm over 50, and, you know, your body starts wearing down. But Balance of Nature has literally changed my life. It really has. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. A Texas judge rules against President Biden's moratorium on illegal immigration deportations. USA Radio News Tim Berg reports. A temporary restraining order is being issued over the Biden administration's pause on deportations. A Texas federal judge issued the ruling on Tuesday citing the Administrative Procedure Act. Texas AG Ken Paxton sued the new administration last week, saying the Trump administration in Texas reached an agreement before Biden was sworn in requiring consultation before any deportation changes are made. Paxton calling the 14-day restraining order a victory against a seditious left-wing insurrection. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. One in seven U.S. residents is foreign-born, according to 2018 American Community Survey data. Commercial flights to the International Space Station start next January. Three men will pay $55 million each for a SpaceX flight to the ISS. USA Radio News. All right, so the good sheriff, Richard Max Point, business owners in California are starting to say, we're not going to take it anymore, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So headline says, California restaurant owner says she holds Governor Newsom responsible as business struggles. Angela Marsden and others, other business owners are now suing Gavin Newsom uh, over uh, well, in, in addition to a recall effort. So there you go, Sheriff. Yeah, no kidding. And uh, you have to look at Anaheim and Orange County and 
uh, the surrounding businesses uh, near Disneyland. What are those hotels doing now? Uh, every Melting one of those down. have to be well. The well, either that or they're getting those loans and stimulus money, uh, but not the twelve hundred dollars uh, every seven or eight months. Uh, like that's going to really do good or change anything for anybody. Uh, but the loans that are, you know, you can get m- millions of dollars uh, in loans, and and if you prove that you're hiring people back because you you're getting those loans and helping, uh, you don't have to pay them back. So it's all this supposed free money from the government, which is another huge brainwashing that the government will always be here to take care of you. So we can do to you whatever we want, and we can destroy your businesses because then we'll pay you for it. Uh, but people are forgetting that the food industry businesses, uh, they'll stop being food. You, you might be able to reimburse them, uh, but that means they're, they're still not producing the food and uh, getting it out to people. So uh, the, the food shortages are on their way, uh, and that's kind of a scary thing. Unless people have the guts just to say, Governor, you're out of line, and we're not going to go along with it anymore, and we're opening our businesses. Because these people are starting to see that the stimulus packages are not enough, they're not working. And they never will be. And they never will be, no. Right now, here's the interesting thing. This Angela Marsden lady, one of the biggest reasons she decided to sue Sheriff, listen to this. Marsden gained popularity last month when she posted a video of a movie company's outdoor dining area allowed to operate right next to her uh, outdoor uh, facility that was shut down by state authorities. So they're letting movie sets film, but they won't let her continue. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So the, the people are starting to get it now, and even Democrats are starting to wake up that the Democrats don't really have a plan that is a shotgun approach just to undo everything Trump did, and let's just destroy uh, tens of thousands of jobs, and by the time they're done, it's going to be a lot more than that, in the oil industry. And and now these people are looking, okay, now what do I do? And, and uh, how can I help, and how can I do this? And it's just really scary, Sam. I'm sorry about my phone. I'm going to get rid of that. Sorry. You're all good. Let's take Andrew from Michigan really quick, Sheriff, while you take that call really quick. Hi, no, I'm Andrew. not taking it. No, 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 no. Okay. Hi, Andrew. You're on the radio with Sam Bushman and Sheriff Richard Mack. Uh, yes. I'm, uh, I was just told to listen in. Um, I wasn't sure about what the conversation was all about just yet. So, uh, All right. We're, we're talking about uh, government shutting down restaurants, <clears throat> and we're going to uh, a restaurant in Minnesota to help Larvita McFarkler keep her restaurant open. And we're mentioning that all over the country there's massive lawsuits and massive pushback about governmental shutdowns of restaurants and businesses. And we are highlighting this California restaurant owner. She says she holds Governor Gavin Newsom in California responsible as her business struggles. Her name is Angela Marsden. And she basically is mad because she said they allowed a movie set to film and keep their outdoor dining open. But they shut her down. And she's simply suing. So they got a recall against Gavin Newsom. Uh, and they've also got uh, uh, a, a bunch of lawsuits uh, against the governor. And really, uh, your governor, Whitmer, or Whit- is it Whitmer? Yes, Whitmer. I never or, remember. Or Whit- Whit- Say it again. Or, or Whitless. 
Uh, there you go. Uh, anyway, Whitless uh, is really similar, though. These two governors, believe it or not, and it's surprising to me, they're probably the most extreme in the country, and they are taking a beating from their citizens. Now, don't get me wrong. When I say taking a beating, we're not talking about physical violence. I'm just saying they are under fire. Well, can I say that? They're under fire. Anyway, uh, people are not happy with them. And I submit to you that we need to recall them. We need to peacefully elect somebody else who will uphold their oath of office, sir. Uh, yes. Here's the thing: is you're mixing, you're mixing two things here. You got commercial over against private, really private, or common law. So their their activity on in the commercial side, uh, they've got licenses and so forth, and that's all in the commerce commercial side. Uh, but under common law, a man or lady has a right to do what they want to do, as long as they don't violate anyone else' uh, space or property. Um, so now to move back into the common law, uh, and if the case is brought against the party from the state, according to Title 18, every action ha- from a, every action must be brought in the name of the real party and interest. Every action that the government will put against a party will be in a corporate venue. It will be the uppercase name of whatever. Now, the uppercase name becomes the, their principle. Now, in the, under the definitions of a principle, the principle is the one is, is the origin of law. The corporate fiction is not the origin of law, the corporate construct. It's the man or the woman is the origin of law. Man or woman's name, in upper and lower case, is the real party in interest. And if that action is not brought as such, against that person, that man or woman, is a violation of Title Eight, Title Twenty Eight, Rule Seventeen. Every action must be brought in the name of the real party in interest. So, to hold them accountable, every action against the corporation that violates man's interest in that piece, piece of property is a is is, is completely against. Natural law. Yeah, you know, legally, yeah. legally, it's a it's a twist and turn for sure. They play games with legal uh, terms. They play games with phrases and capitalization and That's all these it. things. There's no doubt about it. Uh, in the end, though, the we the people uh, need to basically uh, demand a change. And when they play these games, they need to be impeached. They need to be um, relieved of duty uh, peacefully. They need to be. We need to reelect other people. This is where, you know what, until we get enough Americans to understand what's going on in a way that can allow us to put people in place who will obey their obey the law and keep their oath of office, we're in trouble until we get that done, Sheriff, no matter what. And the courts are a big problem. He's right. Yeah, and uh, certainly we're, we're, we're addressing all of that. Go ahead. Yeah, the courts are a problem. Look at what happened with all the um, affidavits that were put forth on the fraud and voting. Uh, the yeah. Supreme Court had, what, over 175 different affidavits of facts. Good point. They dismissed all those facts and wouldn't hear them. What they did was they said, you don't even have standing or on a technicality, we're going to toss this out. They never even looked at the merits of the case, sir. 
Okay, so uh, and that's, that's where I saying. think they all ought to be impeached. Though they have no authority to just ignore the merits of a case because they want to. They have no authority to just pretend, oh, you don't have standing, or or use some excuse all the time to get out of political hot water. They have an obligation. They have a duty. They've sworn an oath of off to their office of responsibility that they will uphold the law and protect uh, the American people. Uh, and the the role of the proper role of government from all enemies, foreign and domestic, those who would commit vote fraud on the state or on the on the the federal, yeah. if you will, um, those people need to be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. But the judges just simply gave them a pass and said, "We're not going to touch this with a ten foot pole." The judges ought to be impeached over that. Okay, now look at the, the judges. I come from the bar. They're members of the bar. That's right. The bar B A R is coming from a British influence. It's British backed. And so we may have won the war with the British Redcoats, but we're losing the war with the British Bar. And the original 13th Amendment of the of the Constitution was uh, removed. It was yes, it was removed. Yeah, you're right about that. All right, Andrew, thank you so much, sir. We appreciate you for dialing in. Okay, Thanks, Andrew. There he goes. So, Sheriff, I, you know, we can get into some of the details that he brought up about, you know, case sensitivity and, um, you know, some of those things. I don't really want to spend time on that as much to say as he's right. The courts are corrupt as all get out, though. And we need to create accountability. And the only way we can deal with these judges, oftentimes they're there for life, uh, is to impeach them. Because they're really not there for life. They're there for life upon good behavior. Many of them at the Supreme Court. A lot of the lower level judges, though, we have the choice every election cycle to retain them or not. And I submit to, when in doubt, vote them out and say not, more often than not, pardon the pun. Well, yeah, uh, you know, we call them corrupt, you know, and, and uh, you know, he. I, I've heard the thing about the bar being uh, allegiance to England. It, the, regardless of that uh, theory, uh, there's very uh, little allegiance to the United States Constitution by the bar, or by lawyers all across the country. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live, 866-986-6397. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The runner on third takes a short lead. Elwood glances over. Now back to the plate. He sets the pitch. It's swung on strike three. They've won it. They have won it. World champions. Jim, what's it like down on the field? John, it's a madhouse down here. I'm, I'm trying to get to Bob Elwood, the winning pitcher. Bob, Bob, how does it feel? Winning the seventh game on a strikeout. Yeah, I, I, I thought he'd be looking for a slider, so I came on with my fastball. World champions, is this the greatest moment of your life? Absolutely not. 
Jim, the best moments for me are breakfast with the kids, long walks with my wife just holding her hand, you know? Marriage. You're never too far apart when you're still holding hands. From your neighbors, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Jim, when was the last time you held your wife's hand? Well, it's, it's, it's been a while. I tell you, you need to step up to the plate, Jim. For more tips on strengthening your marriage, visit family.mormon.org. Live on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, I am Sam Bushman, the good Sheriff Richard Mack with me, CSPOA.org. Sheriff Richard Mack beat Bill Clinton at the Supreme Court. How do you like them apples? Mainstream press doesn't like to admit that reality check, but there you have it. Uh, nevertheless, ladies and gentlemen, a couple of quick stories, and then I want to get to our event on the 26th and 27th, which we'll be highlighting and promoting for the next several weeks as we get closer. Georgia Rep. Marjorie Taylor Greene filed articles of impeachment against Joe Biden just two days into his presidency. Wow. Do you want to respond to that, Sheriff? Yeah, I uh, alluded to that a little bit earlier. And I, um, I, 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 but I had the same question, Sam, that came up my mind about the impeachments against Donald Trump. Why do you bring that up when it can't go anywhere? That's what I told everybody no matter what event I was at all across America during the eight years of Obama. Let's impeach the guy. Let's come on. Let's impeach him. I said, well, first of all, it'll be a waste of time because there's not enough people to convict him. There's probably not even enough to get the whole, the whole thing over there. There was a couple of times when the, when the Republicans had complete control of the House. But there wasn't enough in the Senate to take over. But, it, it, again... As long as Nancy Pelosi was the Speaker of the House, it's not going to happen. Right. And so Marjorie knows that her chance of to convict. Marjorie knows her chance of impeachment are slim. But here's her point: she wants to bring up the criminal activity by Joe uh, and by Hunter and others, yeah. and she wants to highlight that and make that center focus. Uh, and I think in that quest, she's justified. She is, but it's going to be whitewashed just like everything else that it has. This that story got so whitewashed by the national media and the National uh, Democratic Committee that, it, you know, it worked. It'll work again. You know, oh, you know, uh, Hunter's just trying his best. And, yeah, he's had some affairs and, you know, going after girls and going after drugs. And he's been in, oh, but he's doing so much better now that he got to make millions and millions because of his dad's name. So, you know, I mean, it's not going to go anywhere, and I don't even think bringing it up is going to go anywhere, except the Republicans are going to say, oh, you're just trying to be, you know, you're just trying for a vendetta because of what we did to Trump. Uh, and, you know, maybe maybe that's logical. And so uh, that tr that Biden can get that on his record just like they did for Trump, because that's the only thing they knew they were going to get, that there was going to be a record and legacy that Trump got impeached. And now, twice even, yes. the only president in history. So All right, there you have they, it. No, no, wait, don't get me wrong. I think she should go for it and try it because it is a legitimate charge. Yes, it is. And I agree, though. And But if we had enough media, and this is kind of the point, Sheriff, if we had enough of the media, if we had enough Sam Bushmans and Alex Jones and, uh, you know, whoever else in the media, Kate Dowdy's, and I mean, I can go on and on. You know what? We could educate the people to this narrative and enough righteous indignation from the people could demand a change here. 
Right. It's really about getting the people involved, and that's why they're shutting down all these Twitter feeds and everybody else's influence because they know that once the people get the truth and there's enough evidence that sticks, it's not that there's not evidence, it's that we can't get it in front of the American people. Okay, but anyway, I, I think your efforts are, are worthy. I agree that it's going to go nowhere, but I also believe that we got to try and do all that we can. It's like some people that tell me, Sam, you being a talk show host in the media, you know, your audience is so small, why don't you just support Glenn Beck? Idea. And I, I understand their points, but I also understand that, you know what, um, we may not get the credit we deserve, but oftentimes half the things that Glenn Beck or Michael Savage or, you know, many of these other talk show hosts or organizations, half the news they cover is a lot of times because of our influence. Believe it or not, they study what we talk about and what we do. They take cue cards from us. They write down headlines and details from us, and they follow our lead on a lot of things. And we have a lot more influence than we get credit for. I'm not trying to make myself popular, but I'm just giving you examples to where I am confident that if we weren't in the news, the news would be even further to the left and further blackball of any story that matters than it already is. And if we could increase our influence, whether it be me or somebody else, I'm not really saying you got to make me important either. I'm just telling you that if we had enough real gutsy news reporters and people who would tell the tale of liberty and do it in a nonpartisan uh, way and do it in a, in a truth-based way, you know, we could really move the needle. All right. Anyway, that's interesting. Another quick story for you. Kamala Harris and her husband, Doug Emhoff, I guess they're going to reside at number one, Observatory Circle, located about two miles from the White House, Sheriff. And I don't know if you know about this, but the secluded home sits on a 72-acre plot of ground known as the United States Naval, uh, Naval Observatory. Now, believe it or not, the Navy still runs it and funds it to this date. Uh, it's a private residence. You can't go there. It's not open to the public. And they say the 9,000-square-foot Queen Anne-style residence has a library, basement, kitchen, and several bedrooms was designed by the Washington architect Leon E. Essence. The reason I bring this up, though, is this. Why do we have the vice president of the United States living in a, <clears throat> a house that's 9,000 square feet? It's probably four times the size of my house, Sheriff. Uh, and it's um, on 72 acres. And you go, these people are living in the lap of luxury, sir. Well, the queen wants to live in the castle. And uh, that's uh, she. She's really uh, an elitist, self-appointed elitist, uh, and she just thinks because she's making history that uh, she deserves all this stuff, uh, even though only seven percent of the American people wanted her in the first place to be e even close to uh, uh, the White House. So, uh, you know, she's she's quite the egotistical, uh, self-appointed elitist, and. Uh, I'm not surprised by it uh, at all. And, uh, you know, trying to get somebody to be frugal in Washington, <laughs> there's a good one, Sam. Yeah, good point. But it's interesting to note, though, I don't know how many people realize that. <clears throat> you know, she's going to live with her husband in this house that's basically live, uh, at 72 acres, 9,000 square feet. And the rest of us are struggling to keep our restaurants open. Right. Now, I'm not. You know, trying to incite any violence or anything like that. I'm just telling you, though, that at some point, the American people aren't going to tolerate that, Sheriff. At some point, the have-nots are going to come for the haves. 
Uh, and I, I'm not hoping they do that or anything else. I'm hoping we can elect people who say, I don't need to live in a 9,000-square-foot house. I don't need to live on 72 acres. You know what? Let's take this house down and give the land back to the people. Let's, okay, we need people who are truth tellers. We need people who are, are not elitists. And while that's happening, while she's living in this 9,000-square-foot home on 72 acres for the next four years at public expense, Biden rescinds Trump's Muslim ban. Sheriff, you want to respond to that one? Yeah, that uh, that's pretty scary, too. Uh, good grief. Uh, now, all the countries that hate us can send in as many people to our country as they want. So the travel ban is lifted. Uh, but to be honest, all those people that ever wanted to be in the United States, all they have to do is go to Mexico, as I mentioned earlier, and still get here. Uh, that would have been harder, a lot harder, under Trump because he was securing the border and he was uh, inhibiting their free travel into America. But not now. Biden is totally opening the door for terrorists to come into our country, aiding and abetting the enemy once again. And, of course, if you don't side uh, with Biden on that, then you're a racist. National security is now a racist uh, issue for them. And, you know, these people are so sick uh, and insidious. Uh, It's just remarkable how brainwashing really works in this country and propaganda schemes. Totally amazing. Wow. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to finish uh, on this. We are having an event in Houston, Texas, or just outside of Houston, Texas. It'll be on February 26th and 27th, Friday and Saturday. Sheriff Richard Mack will be there, and he's going to give his complete presentation. Uh, And we've learned oftentimes, um, because of time restraints, um, Richard Mack usually gives a portion of the presentation. This time, we're going to do the whole presentation from beginning to end with a QA and a after. It's going to be open to the public on Friday. It's going to be a tremendous day with lunch and dinner served. Uh, it's a hundred bucks to attend. If you're the one day people, uh, and if you're a member of the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, if you're not a member, it's 150 bucks to go. But if you become a member, you instantly save 50 bucks, which is your first year of membership to the CSPOA. Anyway, long story short, keep an eye on CSPOA.org. We're going to have the links up here soon so that you can attend the event. It's going to be a one day for the public and two days for uh, uh, the sheriffs and, and other political officials. We're going to have a private day. Uh, for discussion and solutions, etc. Uh, Michael Perutka, well-known constitutional scholar and attorney, will be there speaking as well. Sheriff Richard Mack will be there. I'll be there broadcasting live from the event. It's all happening coming up February 26th and 27th. Everybody else is shutting down, Sheriff, but we're not. We're not. And uh, another constitutional attorney, looks like Chris Ann Hall is going to join us. Again. Yes, she is. We've had her before. Uh, constitutional Sheriff. Mark Lamb, Dar Leaf, uh, Bob Songer. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's going to be an amazing one because we've never had one in, one in Texas, and we believe, as we said earlier, that Texas is going to be key to restoring America. And uh, I think this is going to be part of that. I am so looking forward to it. Oh, by the way, we could anybody listening wants to attend, better get your registration in early. 
Amen to that. 100 bucks a person because we got to cover the lunch and the dinner. Uh, we're going to work on a live band entertainment, too, a Texas country swing band coming up uh, as well. So we're going to have a lot of fun, a lot of good people getting together. If you want to go, keep an eye on CSPOA.org. Uh, become a lifetime member immediately or at least sign up for your membership. And that way, as soon as that links up, you'll get discount on your ability to go to that event. And uh, we're gearing up and planning for it. And over the next couple of weeks, Sheriff Mack obviously will be with me several more times before the event. And we'll promote it in detail. We'll start to focus a little bit more on the list of speakers, uh, what's going to happen to the event, how you can be involved, etc., etc. Uh, you can be there. You can come on the radio with me. You can get your picture taken with Richard Mack. There's a lot of things that will be going on. Uh, and this is the good news about this is sheriffs are wanting to sponsor this now. Um, we are getting more and more and more support as people see Biden take over and see how he's just basically um, jettisoning all things holy almost, if you will, sheriff. Um, it, sheriffs are going, wait a minute. <laughs> I didn't know about Mac before, but now I just say Mac's so right. We got to, and sheriffs are doubling down in efforts to work with us now uh, because they realize, they know. The, 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 the more the liberals take over, the more they expose their side to where even people who agreed with them in the past are going, whoa, hold on now. Wait a minute. Sheriff. Yeah, amen to that. And uh, Sam, this is such a, a great opportunity uh, to get us back to our roots, to get us back to our godly roots and to get us back to our Constitution. And the sheriff taking the, the, the lead in this is absolutely what's going to save America. America's last hope, the county sheriff, is what it's all about, ladies and gentlemen, and the support that we the people give those sheriffs as we promote the checks and balances that make America great. By the way, if you want to donate and help us with these expenses, it's not cheap to put on these conferences. Every penny counts. $1, $5, $1,000. You got a lot of money. We need certainly investing angels, that's for sure. CSPOA.org. That stands for the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. CSPOA.org. Sheriff, thank you, sir. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Sam. See you soon. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.